Good morning, welcome to The Scorecard. It's your fast, fun daily hit of sport every day with me, Liam Flanagan. Why not make today the day you leave a rating and a review for the podcast? It is absolutely the best way you can show us love, short of finding out where I live and delivering me a physical hug. Don't do that. Plenty of sports news today, so let's rip in. The Big Bash final is set. Last night, the Perth Scorchers were too strong for the Brisbane Heat in a slightly rain-interrupted Challenger final at Marnica in Canberra, with Englishman Liam Livingston setting up the victory, smacking 77 runs from 39 deliveries. Oh, he goes well over those men. He's going to go deep into the crowd, onto the roof. What a stroke. Another bold statement from Liam Livingston having a night out here at Marnica. The Scorchers only lost the one wicket while setting Brisbane 190 runs for victory, a target which was never in danger of being chased down after fast bowler Jason Berendorf knocked off the two heat openers with consecutive deliveries. Bold Lynn! Berendorf is on a hat-trick and he knows and his teammates know how big a wicket that is. The win means the best two sides will do battle this Saturday in the final at the SCG. The Perth Scorchers, who finished second, taking on the Sydney Sixers, who finished top of the ladder. And the Sixers will be hoping for a big performance from their recently crowned player of the tournament, opener Josh Philippi. Big news today, if you haven't heard, the Melbourne Summer Series shut down because of a case of COVID. Yes, the announcement on Wednesday evening that a hotel quarantine worker in Melbourne had tested positive for COVID-19 put the future of the Australian Open tennis tournament in jeopardy. This is Jeopardy! No, not that Jeopardy! means the tournament is at risk of not going ahead. We know that uh, we've got a period now that we've got to work through with those 507 players and their staff uh, that need a test and we fully expect the probability is very low uh, that there's going to be any issue. We fully expect them all to be uh, to test negative. Tournament director Craig Tiley explained that 507 players and staff involved with the tournament are currently isolating awaiting their test results this morning after they were classified as casual contacts of the hotel worker. But Tiley is confident the tournament will go ahead on schedule. We're absolutely confident the Australian Open is going to go ahead. The intention is to, is to start the Australian Open on Monday. So there's no intention of changing uh, the times for the Australian Open. One of those people isolating awaiting their test results is former world number one and everyone's favourite American at this time of year, Jim Courier. And he's slightly more apprehensive about the situation. And what's really interesting and, and somewhat troublesome is that this hotel worker um, tested positive after we had all left and over a week since the last person within our group had tested positive for COVID. That's a long transmission period, which gives me uh, great concern and great pause that if this person's positive test comes back once they do the genomic strain testing, if it comes back as the UK variant, which seems to have a longer tail from what we're learning as far as infection goes, that we might have some real problems going forward. I'd say the real concern is that Jim Courier seems more across this virus than some of our politicians. A crazy anti-vaxxer. So with the Australian Open due to start in just three days, Craig Tiley is feeling pain like that of a year 12 student or a pregnant woman. He's taken the test, now he's just waiting for the results. As the fallout continues from Collingwood Racism Report released earlier in the week, former Magpie Daisy Thomas has weighed in on the issue. Speaking of the Marty Sheargold show on Triple M in Melbourne. The thing is now, what are they going to do going forward? Racism um, in football, sport, in the community, it's still there. We all know that. Mm. We don't like it. We wish it wasn't, but it's still there. So, you know, the Collingwood Football Club, it's a very powerful business. It's a very powerful engine. For them to now own that, you know, and do what they can to 
It's very hard to rectify these things and go back and apologise, if you will. For now, for me, it's all about what this footy club can do going forward and the stance they take. Well, the first thing they've done is write a letter. Or rather, the 150 footballers and netballers across Collingwood's various teams wrote a letter, which was also endorsed by the 120 staff at the club. 270 people writing one letter. Must have been a big pen. The letter, which begins simply with the word sorry, then goes on to acknowledge the culpability of the athletes themselves in the systematic racism at the club documented in the Do Better report. To read the complete letter, check out our Instagram, at the scorecard AU. Israel Folau's possible return to the NRL was knocked on the head on Wednesday night when the St George Illawarra Dragons released a short statement announcing they had ceased discussions with the controversial star. But if the club thought that would be the end of it, they thought wrong. Over to you, Mark Guy. To whoever is in charge at Dragons, your fans need answers. Your fans need a face to tell them what the hell is bloody going on. They got to blame somebody. I'm speaking here on behalf of Dragons fans. They want answers. They need answers, and they need them now. We got to find a reason to put the fault on somebody else. Israel Folau is a delicate situation. Mm. A, a, a very emotive situation. I'm trying to help somebody. <laughs> we all bought into the, the Israel saga in the last 48 hours, 72 hours, and now it's just fizzled off. And you're telling me that that two-line summary was is all they're going to give us? Preach to yourself. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Brisbane Broncos are expected to begin the season without young forward Payne Haas after the 21-year-old escaped conviction but was handed a two-year good behaviour bond after he was charged with intimidating police and using offensive language on January 16th. Haas has apologised to the police involved and now that the matter has been dealt with by the courts... It's expected the NRL Integrity Unit will hand down their punishment, which most expect to be at least a one-match suspension, given the language used by Haas during the incident, which was revealed in court documents. And no, I will not be quoting those, because my mum listens to this. And as the Tokyo Olympics draw ever closer, the conditions under which the Games can actually go ahead, given the current global pandemic, became clearer yesterday, as my old mate Koshi explained on Sunrise. Officials have been banned from using public transport unless granted permission, and masks must be worn at all times. Fans will also be limited to clapping with singing and chanting off limits. Clapping only. Clapping only. I mean, Australians might as well not go, seriously. Try and imagine these famous Olympic moments if the fans were only allowed to clap. Kathy lifting, goes up to Graham, takes the lead, looks a winner. Thorpe's in front, Thorpe and Hall, Thorpe goes in. Australia win. New world record! See, that's not firing anyone up. Nah, let's just stay home. There's your fast, fun hit of sport to finish off your week. If you're loving the scorecard, share that love, because love is all we need. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you on Monday on the scorecard.